You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! The Daily Music Business Podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Daily Music Business Podcast. I'm your host for today, Monica Strutt, and today I'm bringing to you a podcast episode that I actually published on my own podcast, being in a band last year, but it is still more relevant than ever. And we are talking today about why DMing people, random people on social media, your links to your band, your YouTube clips, your band camp, stuff like that does not work. In this episode, we're going to explore why it doesn't work, what a better use of your time would be, and how to have more impact with your music. If you do like this episode, then please hit that subscribe button. Come over and subscribe to my podcast, Being in a Band, as well. And don't forget to follow me on social media. I'm just at Monica Strutt everywhere. I'm always sharing additional tips and tricks on my stories um, and on my feed and everything. And yeah, come send me a DM if you find me through the Daily Music Business Podcast. This episode was inspired by a uh, quick Twitter conversation that I had earlier today with actually someone that I don't even know. I saw a tweet from one of my friends and they were commenting on how annoying it is to receive just a random Bandcamp or Reverb Nation link from a musician that they don't know. And basically I retweeted that and said that I completely agree that it is annoying. And someone replied, okay, what level of messaging slash introduction do you find appropriate from a band who is doing a music biz equivalent of a quote unquote cold call? Because remember they have to do that for 250 people slash entities on average to raise even one response. Now, I did respond to this already on Twitter, but I thought we could elaborate a little more on the podcast because I think that this is something that a lot of us have experienced. We've all received those random messages from someone we don't know with a Reverb Nation link or a MySpace link or just a link to a YouTube video. And in my opinion, it makes it even worse when it's something like Reverb Nation and MySpace because to be frank, those platforms aren't very hip or cool. (laughs) So you kind of... Uh, just assume the bands are going to be terrible because they're not so much in the know. Obviously, that's a gross generalization, but I'm sorry that that's just what I think personally. Um, We've all received those types of messages and maybe perhaps at one stage of our careers, we've been also the sender of these messages. So full transparency, a couple of years ago when I was in my old band, I noticed that a lot of people were kind of adding me as a friend on Facebook and then immediately sending me links to their band's stuff. Now, obviously this still goes on today, but back then it was kind of back when this all just started, it was about five, six years ago when this kind of started to become a thing. And I was like, wow, is this, you know, something that you can do to try and get more likes on your page? So I, 
I went ahead and I started adding people as friends on Facebook. And then I believe at the time I was trying to win some sort of competition to support, like, I think it was like the baby animals or something like that. And it was to do with votes. So I remember adding like 50 people as friends and then straight away DMing them a link where they could vote for my band in these competitions. Obviously, I sent the link to people I knew as well. And at the time, I remember that most people were okay with it. I remember one particular guy responded and he was like, so, so offended, which is fair enough. And then a lot of people just didn't respond as well. So for the person that was so offended, I completely understand why. And as time has gone on, it's definitely become a lot more unacceptable to do the random ads and then either in invite people to like your Facebook page or invite people to a random event without actually conversing with them first. The reason why this isn't effective is basically you are trying to sell your band to a cold audience. So when you have no connection to someone, they've never heard of you, they don't know you, you are not affiliated in any way. It's basically like being a door-to-door salesman. And whilst you may get the occasional hit, you have to think, what is that hit actually worth? So I understand what this person is trying to say. He later goes on and tweets that, you know, it's a numbers game. And I just happen to completely disagree. So as I was saying, it's, it's like the equivalent of being a door to door salesman is trying to sell on a cold audience. What you're much better off doing is instead of cold messaging 200 or 250 random people that you just hope will like your band, what you're better off doing is creating a list of 10 to 20 music industry people or prospective fans that you think will genuinely like your band. Now, I totally understand that this requires a lot of research and what I'm about to say next, it does take some time, but you will see why this is much more effective in a second. Once you have your list of your 10 to 20 industry people or prospective fans that you want to target, then next step is what you need to do is you need to start genuinely engaging on their social media. Now, genuine engagement doesn't mean that you slide up into those DMs because essentially that's just defeating the purpose of genuinely engaging on social media. There are instances where sending someone a random DM can work, specifically if you have been, perhaps maybe they have a podcast and you've been listening to it for a long time and you want to just send them a random compliment out of the blue or you want to, I suppose, give some feedback on some content. But aside from that, unless it's going to be a kind of meaningful conversation, you don't really want to slide up in the DM straight away, especially if you're asking for something and yes, asking for a like or for someone to listen to your music is asking something of them. So once you genuinely engage in their content, how long before you can actually slide up in those DMs? Well, honestly, there is no time frame. It can take months. It can take a week. It depends how active the other person is on social media. It really is something that you're going to have to gauge yourself. So For example, some of the things that you can do is you can start liking some of the posts. Now, what you don't want to do is you don't want to like suddenly three months worth of Instagram photos, especially if it is a female, the person whose photos you're liking. You don't want to do that and then slide up into the DMs the next day or the same day. Definitely not. You want to like a couple of photos, maybe leave some genuine comments, especially if they've put some effort into the caption. Maybe they've said something that resonates with you. And then don't do anything else. 
leave comments, have conversation in the public sphere. So in the comments, um, or, you know, replying to if they've done polls or questions on their Instagram stories, do that first. And then when you feel the time is right, then you can slide up into those DMS and let them know about your music. But to be honest, even doing that really is not the best way to go about it. Naturally, if you are having genuine conversation and they like you and you are actually making an effort to engage with their content, they're probably going to just end up checking out your band anyway if they see that it keeps popping up in their comments and in their feed. Now, of course, you don't want to go overboard. As I said, liking three months worth of photos is not really effective. What you always want to be thinking about is the long game. Being in a band is is not something that you are embarking on to have success overnight. I mean, you could be, but that really happens to be honest. Even people that go on The Voice and Australia's Got Talent and whatnot, or America's Got Talent or whatever the equivalent is in your country, even those people don't have overnight success or they have success, which is perceived to be overnight, but really they've been working, you know, all the while to get better at their craft in order to audition, in order to get to the finals. And then once they finish on the voice, if they haven't won, then they get in really strict contracts, which mean they can't perform or release anything for like 12 months. Believe me, I've known people that have gone on those sorts of shows. So Success is really something that is, uh, you have to define it for yourself. It's not something that anyone else can define for you. And what can be perceived as a success in some people's eyes can actually be perceived as a failure in other people's eyes. So as I was saying, being in a band, being a musician, it's a long-term play. If you are sending random links to people in the hope of, you know, the law of averages, getting some likes back. What are those likes really worth? Are these people, you know, they may listen to your music and what are the chances that they're actually going to like it? (laughs) Of course, they may not even like the music that you're trying to send them to anyway because you haven't properly targeted them. I have people that try to send me hip hop songs, for example, in the DMs. That has happened before. And I don't like hip hop. I'm sorry, but that is just not my cup of tea. It's not my favorite genre. And they should have done their research because the thing is, your reputation online is something that you really, really have to take care of, especially in the digital age of 2019 and beyond. When people are seeing your name popping up and doing so in an annoying way, you could actually be doing way more harm than good. So that is definitely something to be mindful of. And that is another reason why this cold messaging does not work. I know I'm going to sound like a little bit of a bitch here, but I have to say that this type of quote unquote promotion is, it's a little bit lazy and it comes across as a little bit desperate. And I know how that sounds, but you know, as you know, someone that's been doing this for a really long time, as someone who has been a digital marketer professionally for a really long time, it's a really, really lazy way to try and market yourself. And as I said, it's a very, very untargeted because even if you do get someone to follow through and click on that link, which is highly, highly unlikely, because as I said, they've never heard of you before. So why would they click on your link? Even if they do do so, then there's a high chance they're not even going to like your music. And so 
to me, it's just a huge waste of time. And I know that on the outset, it may seem that taking the time to compile that 10 to 20 people, as I was saying, and taking those couple of months or couple of weeks or so to genuinely engage in their content and try and develop some sort of a relationship. I know that that may seem daunting to a lot of people. I understand that musicians have a lot to worry about. Not only do they have to create good music, but they've, you know, got to, you know, continue their lives and have their day jobs and then try and figure out how to get exposure and everything. And I totally understand that. That's why I started my podcast. But at the end of the day, if you slow down and take the time to do things properly, the hit rate, the success rate of doing so is going to be much, much higher. I can guarantee you that. So at the end of the day, you're going to actually save yourself time and you're going to save yourself a lot of energy and a lot of stress and a lot of frustration when you're not getting the response that you would perhaps like for your content. So I hope that, you know, that doesn't come across too harsh. I definitely, you know, don't mean to throw anyone under the bus or to be um, rude or anything like that. It's just, I've seen so many of my friends quit music over the years because they have become frustrated that no one is, you know, engaging in their, in their stuff or, you know, their fan base doesn't seem to be growing and they're not getting people to their shows and whatnot. I completely understand that frustration and it breaks my fucking heart when I see talented people give up on their dreams way before, you know, they should honestly. So this is why, you know, sometimes I'm a bit blunt in my messaging. It's because I I sincerely care and want you guys to succeed. I put out so much free content. I've of course got my paid courses and my consulting and whatnot as well. Um, but I put out so much paid content because it's, you know, it's a message that I feel so strongly about that I want to share. I hope that is clear. One thing I did want to mention is when I was giving the example earlier of compiling a list of 10 to 20 perspective industry people or perspective fans, look, I'm in all honesty, not going to compile a list of 10 perspective fans. <laughs> that is a little bit weird. Unless you know, you know that there's someone in the scene that is a super, super fan. There are a couple of people in every scene that are really on top of all the up and coming bands. Perhaps, you know, you can think of some that come to the top of your head. Now they go to every show, they comment on all the stuff. If there's someone like that, then yeah, they can be on your list, but it is much more effective going for people within the music industry because they are the tastemakers. They are the people that are going to share your music with other people. Other than that, really the only true way to get genuine fans is just to keep putting good quality content out there. Be consistent on social media, have good music, have good marketing around that. So really good branding, make sure that your promo photos are good. Like this is literally all there is to the strategy. There is no cheat sheet to having success success. All you need is one good song. And honestly, the power of one good song, it comes up time and time again in a lot of the content that I've been creating because I just see it so often with a lot of my friends. I've seen so many examples of this now of just simply one good song, getting them signed to record deals, getting them overseas touring, getting them on festivals. It happens. And, you know, that is something that was really confirmed to me when I was at Big Sound recently. I I got to sit down not once, but twice with um, the manager of of Mice and Men and La Butcherettes and the Booker from Download in the UK. These are just examples. I'm not saying that this is the exact conversation that we had, but I got to sit down 
around with a lot of these music industry people and you know they they still reiterated the power of one good song i mean i spoke to the manager of the chats and sorry not the manager of the chats um the booker of the chats over in europe and he signed them to a deal based on you know that smoko song because it became so big in the uk and it was just off one video clip that's why singles are so important and if you release one single and you don't get the success that perhaps you desire then just try again with another single this is why i don't recommend that bands drop an album as their first release or too early in their careers it's just if that album bombs then you just wasted so much money you're much better off putting all your eggs into one amazing amazing single that you've worked with a producer on that you've you know got proper pr and you've got a proper marketing strategy around and a proper high quality video clip you're much better putting your eggs into that because at the end of the day what ends up happening is a lot of the album becomes filler and not killer uh yeah you're much better off just having one killer song and oftentimes again by the time the album comes out the band has totally changed direction in the style of music that they want to do whereas releasing singles you can kind of gauge what's working what your audience likes and you can concentrate on the integrity of the song rather than getting overwhelmed with too much you know trying to put out too much content and you know, trying to put together an EP or an album before you're ready. Also, putting out regular singles means you have much more regular content. Rather than dumping a whole album on people that may not be ready or as invested to consume that much content, and then having a huge gap in releases for a year or something like that. Honestly, your music is what matters at the end of the day, but you also have to be putting in the hard yards, being consistent. There is no quick fix for getting genuine fans of your band. It is much better to have a small, loyal fan base than, you know, try and desperately, you know, boost numbers because we're now at a time when numbers sincerely, sincerely do not mean what they used to even one year ago. The number of followers that you have on your Facebook, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, I've spoken about this before, I'm pretty sure, but, you know, I've seen bands with only 2,000 followers, sorry, get amazing amazing opportunities and it was really just down to the fact that they were an incredible live band and they had incredible music and an incredible branding around that music I hope that you enjoyed this episode, guys. Don't forget to follow me on social media. I'm Monica Strutt everywhere. You can join my free Facebook community, Music Marketing and Mindset for Heavy Bands and Musicians. Make sure you let me know when you join that you've come from the Daily Music Business Podcast. I would love to know how many people are finding me through this platform. Just to let you know as well, I'm also a band coach for mainly rock and metal bands and bands in the alternative genres, pop punk, deathcore, like anything in that alternative genre sphere. And if you have a release coming out in the next six months, I would love to work with you on putting together a killer release and marketing strategy and plan and working with you throughout that release to make sure you get the most exposure possible and yeah, just make the most impact on social media and beyond. If you are interested in that, head to monicastrut.com you can contact me through there or send me a DM on Instagram to find out more. Have a good day or night or whatever time it is that you're listening to this and I'll speak to you next week. Bye. Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes, 
We've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis. Punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurewitz. And up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music. And I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday.